Hey, thanks for listening. This is Tony Gapastone, and you are listening to The Sound Room. We are recording from Redwood City, California, and we are recording episode 18. Here at the, at the Sound Room, we talk about God, we talk about culture, and we talk about creativity. And we also podcast while we live stream on Periscope, which is a platform of Twitter. So we will be having live interactions. You will occasionally hear me say hello to someone like Un Varenis, who just joined. Thanks for joining. We're talking about uh, God, culture, and creativity today. And I have a friend in the studio with me today, and her name is Lily Jackson. What's up? <laughs> Lily is currently living in Irvine because she goes to school at the University of Irvine. Yes. And you are studying what? Tell us a little bit about what you're I doing. I'm a drama major. What's a drama major do? Major. What did I do? I, uh, right now I'm still doing my undergrad. So I am still doing like getting my hands on, taking a lot of classes. I really enjoy history. And so a lot of the theater, um, a lot of, a lot of, northern american culture has like a huge impact on musical theater actually in fact and it's pretty pretty cool yay um, someone on periscope says woohoo i was too yeah, right on yeah so yeah like it's really cool just learning about like greek tragedies and what does that say about people and like um versus uh, oklahoma the musical which we spent so much time learning about like the choreographer the 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 uh, composers the lyricist the book writer it's like it was so much time because i was such a huge like break in musical theater so i guess i can talk about that kind of stuff for hours she's learning a lot of history of the theater which is cool we also do hands-on things like i had to take a class where we actually put on one of the main productions of the quarter which was really interesting and i learned a lot and that's why actually Lily's back in Redwood City. She was an intern here about five years ago and we got to work together and then she served and volunteered in multiple capacities on the campus of PCC. And this month she's going to be, she is already working with our Christmas production and she's doing stage management stuff with me and helping bring the creativity to life to our Christmas experiences. But one thing that Lily and I have been talking a lot about, and she's actually been someone I've learned from and love to ask questions and love to be challenged by is racism and you obviously can't see us but um, I Tony am a Caucasian man and Lily is a African-American black woman so uh, we get to have some interesting conversations and I kind of wanted to start with what happened to you a month ago yeah because we're friends on Facebook as well. And she had posted, say eggs. Someone just said, say eggs. 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 There you go. Someone wants to play funny on Periscope. So there you go. Say eggs. 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 Uh, we... I had saw she had posted on Facebook this experience that she had. You want to tell us about it? Yeah, so uh, I was studying for a test, and um, I'm renting out a room, but it's an office. And so, like, it's, or it's designed for an office, but it's a pretty big room. And uh, so it's right next to a lot of traffic on the on the sidewalk and um, I live right next to a high school in Irvine and this kid was like screaming and like I had the window up because it's still summer in Orange County and so I like had the window up and all these cool things um, going on but these kids were walking home and they this one kid was screaming he was like and like naturally like a human like I turned around like what the heck like what is that and he was like what are you looking at you 
and he called me the n-word and i was like heck shocked i was like what what okay he's not talking this little white kid ain't talking to me like <laughs> i'm like look you know like when you look like oh no he like no he is not talking to me you know but it was i was the only one in my room and i was like he's obviously talking to me there's like two other white kids and they kind of awkwardly laughed but it was clear that it wasn't okay and it felt like it wasn't okay for me and so um yeah i never had any i mean like when i was little kids would say things but it wasn't to that capacity it wasn't it used to just it hurt my feelings in a different way this time you know it was just weird now talk about that a little bit because it was interesting i think you had posted this this quote unquote hadn't happened to you in a long time. Yeah, yeah. So when I was younger, I went to a predominantly white school and people would say things like, go back to Africa or like, black people are ashy and things like that. And uh, it was just like, I was just used to it because I was like, there's white people and there's black people. I'm a black person, white people, they have their thing um, or they just didn't want to hang out with me unless they were, you know, getting into a fight with some girls or whatever. They're like, oh, let's get Lily on our side. Like, it was just really weird like that. And so, um, yeah, that was when I was in like, I guess fifth and sixth grade. And my mom took me out of that school and put me in the school in um, East Oakland, which is like, it was like all blacks and Latinos, like straight up. Like, I don't remember one white student. And uh, that's where I was like, oh, that's when I really saw a separation. Like there's white and there's black. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was like, I hadn't experienced in a long time. It was something that I knew happened, but it still felt unfamiliar. So JM second design said, wow, it's 2015. So sad we haven't moved on from racism by now. We're all the same on the inside. Interesting comment, because I actually responded when she posted that and she said I hadn't experienced that in a long time. My first response was like, what, a kid? A kid did that? Because in some, in some way, my mind thinks racism is just old sorry this could be stereotype old stuffy white people right old old generation white people that haven't been exposed but i think we live in california a a teenager in california should be open and not narrow-minded but that was an interesting conversation that happened after that you know some someone messaged me and said that's really ignorant for you to say i was like what you know it was just so interesting so talk more about that as we talk about um restoration as we talk about racism. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, um, okay, so, like, I just want to go back to that. So, like, yeah, a lot of people do think, like, not a lot of people, sorry, a lot of white people think that we, we should be past racism. Like, and I, I don't hear a lot of black people who say it. I don't even hear a lot of Latinos. I don't hear a lot of Asians say it. Um, when I hear that, I usually say, um, it's usually something that white people say, to be honest. And it's, it's understandable that that's what white people will say because the majority isn't being treated in the same way. It just being honest, it's black people who are experiencing racist comments like being called the N-word, being treated differently in certain settings, you know, like having this fear for cops or like this disrespect for cops or, um, yeah, like it's, 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 it's the heart and heart. I don't know. I don't even know if I want to say the heart and heart, but it is minorities who are being stereotyped, who are being treated poorly by all sorts of people, by other black people, by in churches. Like I experienced it in churches when people ask me to do certain things because I'm black or whatever. What do you mean? Talk more about that. Well, like um, being the stereotype, I feel like like 
in Irvine, for example, there's not a lot of black people. There's a lot of Asians. There's a lot of whites. Um, so I automatically, like, I feel like I don't fit in. But when I go be around certain churches, it's like, yeah, like, you know, like she, you know, yeah, we want to be more diverse, you know. And so I become, instead of a person, I become someone who is just a token a token black like a person token, but almost an accessory like mm. black people like i feel like like i'm i become an accessory i become the even with my friends like i'm the friend who uh who some people just want, like it's like i have one, one black friend it's like cool <laughs> like good for you friend progressive so. thinking right but yeah it's it's normal for mm. it's normal for uh for people to think that like for whites usually to think like well what that's still happening and then for us it's like yeah does mm. still happen and so i think that's where the comment was coming from it's like yeah like you know like how would a white person know that racism is happening if it's if you know what i mean if it's like right not there because people you know, People aren't treating whites dif yeah. as differently than people are treating. And that's where I go, gosh, I am sorry. That that just is so, that's horrible. It frustrates me, you know, and that is for me a growth edge where I, I see and I have seen racial tension happen in our church. And I think it crosses the line to racism where people have judgments on people because of the color of their skin or treat them differently. I've seen that from older people. I'll just say that I haven't seen that from younger people. So, so good for me to hear like, no, Tony, this is happening. You know, someone on Periscope just said their 13 year old son told him a racist joke and they talked about it long into the night. So yes, it is happening. And, and obviously if you've got older people in your life that are racist, they're going to pass down those things to their children. So it would be ignorant of me to believe that it's not happening so what you know what things would you want our listeners you know in our short time we're only podcasting little um, 20 minute podcast now what things would you put out there for ways that we can be better at listening and learning from um, minority cultures sure i think learning is a huge right so you don't know everything like i encounter a lot of people like i know i know i get it but but why did that black kid just why can't you just listen to the cop right you know it's like okay like um yeah like okay yeah let's talk about that you know i think that learning is is understanding is the word it's like learning from other people with a different story than yours from with a completely different background than yours even though you may be from the same city like that does not mean you're from the same culture the same background so learning i think i encourage every single person out there to talk about race to someone who is not the same race as you i love i i'm not a person who delete people on facebook um i'm not a person who if someone says something racist or like it's like anything i always address it i'm like hmm like tell me what you thought about that i'm like it's so hard and it like sometimes i cry trying to explain things to people it's like it, like yeah like learning is like they're willing to learn if i'm willing to like help guide them and teach them but it is hard and so i think that those are the two things like be willing and open-minded to learn like you're going to hear some things that shock you you're gonna you're gonna hear some things that uh, you've never been through and that's that's totally that's expected and then talk about race to people who are not the same background as you i know starbucks did a thing where they put something on the cup and if you like had that thing on your cup that the barista or it was like encouraging people to talk about race and that was like 
I was like blown away by that because we do need to live in harmony and peace with each other. But that's not going to come if you're if you think like, oh, that's just black people being angry or like or whatever. Um, that's just them being crazy. That's too progressive. I heard that one a lot. Like, oh, that's like too progressive for me. It's like, okay, no, we need to talk about this. We we got to get better at talking about things that we don't know. And if you're if you are black or if you're Latino, if you're Polynesian, if you're Asian, be willing to have those conversations with people who aren't the same color as you. Be patient. Like, listen to them. Hear them out. Um, they may say something that they always. Maybe it's a stereotype. Maybe you know. Maybe they're like, I used to think that this. This is a, the thing for like for Mexicans. I didn't know the difference between Mexicans and Costa Ricans. Like they may not know, um, and that can sometimes it can be a little offensive. But be patient because they won't know if they're not talking about it to people who aren't like them. Hmm. Making sense. To our Periscope listeners, if anyone has any questions to stir some conversation between Lily and I, let me know. Uh, Lily, I wanted to talk a little bit about. The other night, we went to a film mixer in the Bay Area. And if you're just joining in on Periscope here, we're talking about uh, racism. And Lily and I are both people who love to talk about faith and creativity. And someone on Periscope says, most people are blind to their own racism because they feel like theirs is not as bad as others. That's an interesting comment, yeah. When we were at this film mixer, we um, we got to this place and Lily, you said you immediately wanted to go to uh, black women in the room because obviously you being a black woman and someone in the film industry, you felt like you wanted to give them some encouragement or just connect with them. Talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. So one, there's not a lot of black women who there, no, sorry, that's not the truth. There's not a lot of, there's a lot of white men in filmmaking. And I mean, in all levels, there's a lot of white men. There's not a lot of black women who are as famous as black. Like we have Ava DuVernay and like, there's like, like a few other black women. Like I can't, like their names don't even come to mind. Like Debbie Allen. Um, so there's not a lot. So a lot of the things we watch and see on TV, it's coming from the perspective of of a white male. And so when I went to this mixer, there was probably five black women there. <laughs> like it was a pack. It was like a club, like a bar. Like it was packed. There was a lot of people there. And I instantly start to find the different women who are black women. And I was interested in connecting them with Tony so they can do what they do and do it well mm-hmm. in the setting that they love and also bring a different perspective to the table. Um, that's important to me. I am a black woman and I am a theater major and I want to be a playwright. And so the fact that I see other black women who are striving to do the same thing in a different setting, in a different arena, I'm automatically encouraged to talk to them about what they do. How, like, I was talking to one girl about the different struggles she had, and I was like, I'm we're, like, we're friends on Facebook now, and I'm like, hey, let's mm. hang out. And like, cool. It's, it's, because it's, it's like a sisterhood to me, not, and I, and I say that for black women and white women and Latino women, women in general. Um, who are doing film, like who are in film, to not be an accessory, but to be a person with a voice and not not just um, someone in a bikini or or someone who's waiting for a man to rescue us, but behind the scenes um, narrating and, and um, helping direct how the story goes. Because like someone said, media does have a huge impact on how we see people. And so um, having a diverse team is super important. 
For me, that has been something I remember I read or someone had said, you know, as a white man, you are the majority in a majority culture where, you know, that's power and privilege. So use that power, use that privilege to empower people who don't and who can't do it for themselves. And it's kind of weird and frustrating, like, oh, wow, like it's not fair. It's not right that uh, I got this, you know, I'm like, but okay, I, I want to, I need to do something with that. And I'm really appreciating because I'm seeing little trends happening where I think Sundance Film Festival just said 40% of their films they accepted into the fest this year were made by women. I don't know how many were made by by um, minority women. But for me, that's something I've been trying to get to, uh, to do in my, my ministry and my, and my entertainment work is how can I give other people, people of color, the primary roles. And so I've kind of put that out there. Like the, the film I'm doing next, I have a black man being the protagonist and the feature film I want to write is super diverse as well. And it's just interesting kind of being a white man in the background going like, okay, it's not, it seems weird to say, I'm going to make films with people of color having prominent roles, but that's what I, that's what I've been told. Like, this is what you need to do. <laughs> do this for us. Viola Davis says, Hey, we can't get the, um, we can't act in the roles if no one gives us a chance to get the parts, you know? So I just really appreciate that. That was something you were excited about um, doing at the mixer. But let's talk. Um, someone on Periscope just said, "What are we talking about?" Well, I put it as a title. We're talking about racism and God and that type of thing. So I'd love to talk uh, our last bit of uh, topic in the church. How can we be better? You talked about listening and sitting with someone. That's one thing. If you take away from this podcast, who do you know that you can sit with and say, tell me about your experience? What is it like to be a black man? What is it like to be a Latino woman? Tell me what life is like for you. And I just want to listen and then don't get defensive and don't try to, uh, give this person or, you know, negate their experiences anyway, just listen. That's anywhere where you are in the marketplace in the film world and the church. But what are some things in the church? Cause you talk a lot about seeing very colorless church staffs and, and churches who gather on Sunday being very predominantly one type of race. Yeah. What do you think we could do different? So, uh, yeah, usually it's predominantly like like white. <laughs> like um and not usually, sorry. The churches that I have been to have been either predominantly white or predominantly Asian. And then I look at the staff and usually the staff is it was a reflection of the church. It's like if the staff is predominantly white like who it's the same in film. It's like who's gonna challenge those things that everyone like thinks like this is just how it is this is just how it goes like nobody's gonna like nobody's gonna challenge that because everyone's thinking like oh yeah this makes sense to me like um and I mean there may be some headbutts like oh I think this I think that that's totally fine but there's no outside perspective it's like I lived in an intentional community and it was co-ed and we had the opportunity to just do uh all females and we were like fighting it because we realized that men brings a different perspective to our community and we value that we value their opinion how things that we do it's like this is normal versus how they do things how they think God wired them differently God gave them a different story and we valued that and so I think that with uh with race it's similar yeah we like if if there's a staff and it's predominantly why I mean not even just in the church I'm talking about any team like it's like I feel like everything else can 
be a reflection of that. And that's how people are operating out of like what they know. I think 80% of white people said that they only talk about race to other white people. Hmm. And it's like, oh, why aren't we moving forward? It's like, well, like, who are you talking to who even thinks differently than you? Um, and so I think that, yeah, you have to be intent. Like one thing that you're saying is like, oh, like, you know, like this is my, this wasn't my intention, you know, but like with when, when it comes to something, as sensitive as race in Northern America, in America in general, we have to be intentional. That's why I was talking to the girls earlier. I was like, yeah, like you can't think like, oh, let's colorblind cast. Like that's being unintentional. When you are in a position of like some sort of any kind of power, like if you want to make a difference, you have to be intentional. You have to think about things that other people don't think about. You have to ask questions that other people might not ask. Like you have to say, how is this, how is us, how are like minorities going to relate to a stage that only has white men like if that's all they're seeing like how is 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 a will will like a latino feel comfortable in this setting or would they even be want to come back if there's nothing that uh that that they can hold on to that they they feel is familiar with their culture who they are like anyone stand up for them like do they feel uh justified i don't know it's like asking those questions and being intentional in those actions and um and then moving forward from there so i always think what's one thing i could do different you know, in our church culture mm -hmm. is just give people of color invitations. Like, Hey, I want to learn from you. That's one thing I like, I want to learn from you. How can you teach me to, I think, Hey, if you want to impact our church, like you've been, you know, a part of our church in different capacities. And really, I know it's been a challenge because you've been, you know, outnumbered in so many ways, but you've come in, I, I assume not just because you want to make a difference because you like the people here you like yeah. us but you also go i can push us forward somehow mm -hmm. i mean you even said yes to come here for three weeks not just for a paycheck but because you go hey i want to make a difference i i see potential here and so it's on both sides where you could partner up with someone who can take some risks and also recognize it's going to be challenging for that person to come into a context in which they're the minority mm -hmm. So learn from them, give them grace, ask them how I can make it better for you and more comfortable. And then at the same time, ask, what do you think I could do different? Yeah. Who who should be here that's not here? You know, uh, we're recording from Redwood City, California, and I love this city so much. It is a just a very diverse city. You go downtown, and it's like every different race. It's beautiful, and that's the kind of church I want to be. That's the kind of creative hub I want to be. Um, so as we close out, uh, we're doing this podcast in December. Just want to say uh, hi to Sandy who just joined on Periscope. I uh, want to say have a great Christmas and holiday season. And and if you are local and you are a creative in some way, look up our group called Creative Crew. It's this cool gathering uh, and very diverse gathering of people who get together and share different art in their work, film, acting, dance, writing, poetry, music. It's pretty beautiful. And uh, yeah, join us on, join me on Periscope. You can find me at T-O-N-Y. G-A-P-A-S-T-I-O-N-E. Where can people find you, Lily? Chipotle. <laughs> 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 I mean, your social media. Um, uh, just Facebook, Lily Jackson, Lily, one word. Jackson, J-A-C-K-S-O-N. 
All right. Thanks for listening to The Sound Room. Create something beautiful today. Mm-hmm.